The Unseen Race of Evil Spirits by Apostle Jacqueline Fedor Matthew chapter 4 verses 8 through 9 Again the devil took him, Jesus, up on an exceedingly high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world, all of man's systems, and their glory, all of the collected wealth and pleasures the world has to offer. And he said to him, All these things I will give you, if you will fall down and worship me. He is singing that same old song to man today. Satan could legally offer the world to Jesus, and just as legitimately offer it to us today. It was, and is his to give. Adam and Eve bartered and forfeited their ownership and dominion over the planet in exchange for a twisted, warped knowledge because it revealed evil. They knew nothing about it and wanted to have a personal choice between good and evil. Breaking the law of God, they became rebels like the enemy that coerced them. God's sovereignty therefore no longer covered them, and they became easy prey for the anointed, clever cherub to rob. It was all a strategically well-thought-out plan of Satan. They were told to not touch or taste this tree of good and evil, and warned they would die if they did. But they didn't listen. As you look at the news headlines today, you will see evidence of their grave mistake. Even those that do not know God can see humanity is on a downhill slide and in a self-destructive state. Eating from the wrong tree has been catastrophic to say the least. Side note, did you know that the word translated as tree could have just as easily been translated as carpenter? To know that definition is helpful as we see Satan cannot create anything. He can only build from what God has already brought into existence. He can construct, not create. For those that enjoy studying, the number for tree is 6086 in the Strong's Hebrew Dictionary. The number for carpenter is 2796 and says it's the same as the number 6086. The other definitions for carpenter, by the way, are master craftsman, mason, engraver, and fabricator. However we translate it, or which definition we choose to use, the point was, don't touch him. Don't let him give you food for thought. Don't let your mind feed on the fruit of his intellect. To do so caused Adam and Eve to break the law of God, warped their thinking, ruined their relationship with Father, and put them outside the kingdom, making them lawless. Seeing man's fallen state in defenselessness, other angels followed Satan's example, took advantage of mankind also. Although created a totally different species, these angels fathered children through the daughters of man. The resulting fruit of this union were half-angel, half-man creatures that were evil, hard, and cruel, giants in stature, and in Satan's mind, superior in quality to Adam and Eve. Enoch, 
chapter 15, verse 3. Wherefore have you left the high, holy, and eternal heaven, and lain with women, and defiled yourselves with the daughters of men? These women were not holy. They were descendants of Eve, nor were they of their species. And taken to yourselves wives, and done like children of earth, and begotten giants as your sons. Genesis chapter 6 verse 2 says it this way, that the sons of God, angels, saw the daughters of men, that they were beautiful, and they took wives for themselves of all whom they chose. In Genesis chapter 6 verse 4, there were giants on the earth in those days, and also afterward, when the sons of God came into the daughters of men, and they bore children to them. Those were the mighty men, who were of old, men of renown. The natures and actions of their offspring were unnatural, wicked, corrupt, and lawless. When God sent the flood on the earth to punish man for their involvement with the angels, Noah and seven others were preserved. But the evil offspring of the angels fled their bodies and continued life in the supernatural, while the rest of mankind died. God bound the evil spirits to earth, as this was their origin. So these supernatural beings way outnumber us, and although unseen, are very much in our midst today. All of creation is affected by them, one way or another, causing the whole universe to be out of order and harmony, resulting in death and decay. Enoch, chapter 15, verses 8 through 12. And now the giants, who are produced from the spirits and flesh, shall be called evil spirits upon the earth, and on their earth shall be their dwelling. Evil spirits have proceeded from their bodies, because they are born from men, and from the holy watchers is their beginning and primal origin. They shall be evil spirits on earth, and evil spirits shall they be called. They are not of God. As for the spirits of heaven, in heaven shall be their dwelling. But as for the spirits of the earth, which were born upon the earth, on the earth shall be their dwelling. And destroys the theory that we live in a city up in the heaven in the end. And the spirits of the giants afflict, oppress, destroy, attack, do battle, and work destruction on the earth, and cause trouble. They take no food, but nevertheless hunger and thirst, and cause offenses. They live through mankind. They need our bodies to function here on earth. They are spirits. And these spirits shall rise up against the children of men and against the women, because they have proceeded from them. They will especially attack women. Side note, this is why a woman must be under the prayer covering of her husband, or if a widow, the covering of her church leadership. In the home, the male gender has been given authority over the enemy. In the church, however, there is neither male nor female, Greek or Jew. All leadership chosen by God has this authority to cover the flock of God. 
Understanding these spirits exist and the nature of them helps us to understand the evil events happening around the world. Stories of people randomly killing strangers and mass murders grace the headlines of our newspapers. Children killing parents, parents killing children, children killing schoolmates are demonstrations of how an evil spirit can cause its human to carry out Satan's plan to rid the earth of the human species. Many times the killer takes his own life as well. The evil spirit or spirits that cause this atrocity simply look for another human to live through, sadly leaving a trail of death behind. Unfortunately, as surely as man interacted with the fallen angels before the flood, there are some deliberately interacting today with their offspring. What do we think we're doing when we seek counsel or wisdom from a fortune teller or psychic? Ouija boards, tarot cards, seances, etc. are all a part of the dark side of the supernatural. Satan's domain. There are actually so-called intelligent people that knowingly seek direction from these spirit guides. Many are in high places of government and places of leadership. The evil ones may even choose to prosper them, as Satan would have Jesus. But at what cost? Looking to an evil spirit for advice is the same exact thing Eve did. A huge Huge mistake. Mankind not only lost their intimate relationship with God because their spirit died, but as stated before, ownership and dominion of the earth. Man gave away all God's promises. Our nature changed. We entered time and lost our immortality. Man became his own worst enemy, starting with Cain, the firstborn of Adam and Eve who killed his innocent brother. Satan probably saw to that murder personally. He would much prefer the likes of Cain to populate the earth. God, however, according to his plan, gave Eve another son named Seth to add to the human family so one day he could reclaim a remnant of humanity that would once again be his. Through the line of Seth, Noah was born, thus saving us from extinction. Through the bloodlines of Noah's son Shem, Abraham was born, whose seed once more saved man from extinction. Then, through the bloodlines of Abraham's son Isaac, Christ was born. And through Christ, we too become the seed of Abraham, thus again saving us from extinction. Galatians chapter 3 verses 27 and 29 For as many of you as were baptized into Christ have put on Christ and if you are Christ's then you are Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise We are therefore heirs of Abraham's covenants as well as the covenant of Christ Now here is the great news The earth was promised back to the seed of Abraham through the Abrahamic covenant and total restoration of all things as in the beginning through the covenant of Christ. Two covenants, double blessed. 
These promises are not for Adam's race of people, however, that technically belong to Satan. It was for a generation yet to be created and jubileed. Psalm chapter 102 verse 18 shows us this new creation. This will be written for the generation to come, hadn't been created yet, that a people yet to be created may praise the Lord. Why are we not walking in these blessings then? Let us continue to read down to chapter 4, verse 1. Galatians chapter 4, verse 1. Now I say that the heir, as long as he is a child, does not differ at all from a slave, though he is master of all. It's not enough to be born again a new creature in Christ. The new creature must feed on the end-time knowledge of God to mature into a new species, much like a worm that becomes a butterfly, metamorphosing to a different species. Man can then unitedly walk together in faith and power as his body for the covenants to be fulfilled. Proof again is found in Ephesians chapter 4 verse 13. Till we all come to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God, to a perfect man, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. The promises were not made to the seeds of Abraham as of many, but to one, the seed of Abraham, Christ. We must grow to the full stature of Christ, become flesh of his flesh and bone of his bone. Jesus is the Word of God, the knowledge of God, who was given a body of flesh, that man could see Him and follow His example. So as the new species become walking epistles of the end-time message, the Word of God appears again to the planet. The message is the spiritual flesh that covers His body. Adam and Eve chose the flesh of Satan with the world today the result. We must love truth to be clothed in this flesh, or Second Thessalonians chapter 2, verses 10 through 12, will become our fate. Second Thessalonians chapter 2, verses 10 through 12. And with all unrighteous deception among those who perish, because they did not receive the love of the truth, that they might be saved, This is the second chance the born again are given. And for this reason, God will send them strong delusion that they should believe the lie. You won't die. Once saved, always saved. You're just going to rapture out of here anyway. Lies. All lies. That they all may be condemned or damned who did not believe the truth but had pleasure in unrighteousness, went on with their former knowledge and worldly life after baptism. As we separate from the world as individuals and become bound to God and His kingdom only, we also become the spiritual bones of His body. Every joint must move smoothly, be held together by the sinew of faith and love for our brothers and sisters, which becomes a powerful driving force. 
We can then, with one mind, one language, one focus, move in the same direction as directed by Christ to restore creation. Where he walked in one body 2,000 years ago, he can walk in many joined together as one to do greater works than what he did previously. Then as the prophetic word is spoken or sung within the body, the breath of God is exhaled and the sword of truth is wielded. Now humanity really stands a chance. Hebrews chapter 4 verse 12 For the word of God is living and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword. The sword is God's truth, his knowledge, the word piercing even to the division of soul and spirit and of the joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. Revelation chapter 19, verses 12 through 13, and verse 15. His eyes were like a flame of fire, and on his head were many crowns. He had a name written that no one knew except himself. He was clothed with a robe dipped in blood, and his name is called the Word of God. Now out of his mouth goes a sharp sword, God's sword, his knowledge, that with it he should strike the nations, with truth that will dispel the lies of Satan. And he himself will rule them with a rod of iron through his government, He himself treads the winepress, the fierceness and wrath of Almighty God. Christ is now on the scene with a body to function in. Through the eye of discernment, the unseen evil spirits behind all of mankind's failures become obvious as Christ through his body teaches mankind their origin and exposes their evil plans to destroy us. The inner ear begins to hear and recognize the voice of the Lord through his body and differentiates from the voice of the offspring of the angels that has been bending ears for centuries. Jesus says, I know my sheep, and my sheep know my voice. The rotting, decaying, infectious smell of the world begins to enter the nostrils of the spirit man of the new species as they are made aware of the true architects that founded this world. They gladly separate from man's systems and their society founded on the morals of evil spirits. The body of Christ will preach the end-time message as released from the scrolls opened by the Lamb and revealed to give direction to those that call on the name of the Lord. It reaches out to those that do not know him, that they may receive salvation, and feeds those wanting the deeper knowledge of God. Again, Jesus, in one body suit, taught the multitudes that hungrily followed him. He will do the same today through his body. John chapter 14, verse 12. Most assuredly, I say to you, he who believes in me, The works that I do, he will do also, and greater works than these he will do, because I go to my Father. He became a spirit again that returned to enter man at the Feast of Pentecost 
to be shaped into a body that will bring restoration to all creation, returning its ownership to the Father. So who are those that make up his body and what is required of them? Those walking in the message released for yesterday are sure not it. Although it may have been truth that was needed for the past age of the church to move forward towards restoration, much more has been recently released and the old church is so very far behind. He has a plan for a new heaven and earth and to be a part of it we must be willing to eat fresh manna and allow the adjustments in our lives that truth will bring about. We have to be willing to change to remain a part of his body. Those walking according to false doctrines and the traditions of man are obviously not a part. The evil ones would try to convince us everyone that knows the Lord is a part of his body. But not so. He is Jehovah-Rohi, the great shepherd, through his body, and there are the sheep that follow, some of which he will shed off. His body consists of office holders as his head, his government, through whom comes direction for the establishing of his kingdom and dedicated devotion to the protection and growth of the sheep. He also physically functions in all areas of life through the rest of his body members to set the example for others to follow in preparation to build the new heaven and earth. They too are set aside from the world, however. They, like the head, do their best to walk in faith and love, united in purpose, not allowing the enemy to come in through petty arguments or echoing the voice of the accuser of the brethren. Above all, they walk in repentance, where they fail and trust the blood of the Lamb for forgiveness. His body is the house or tabernacle of the greater David, that is, Jesus. Isaiah prophesied in Isaiah chapter 9, verses 6 through 7. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulder, the head, and his name will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and peace, there will be no end. Upon the throne of David and over his kingdom, to order it and establish it with judgment and justice, from that time forward, even forever. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform this through his body. Acts chapter 2 verses 29 through 30 says, Men and brethren, let me speak freely to you of the patriarch David, that he is both dead and buried, and his tomb is with us to this day. Therefore, being a prophet, and knowing that God had sworn with an oath to him, that of the fruit of his body, according to the flesh, he would raise up the Christ to sit on his throne. We know Jesus did not claim the throne the first time, but this time he will govern through his body. Acts chapter 15 verses 16 and 18 
was written after Jesus ascended to the Father. After this, I will return a second time and will rebuild the tabernacle of David, which has fallen down. The early church failed. Christianity became a part of Babylon. I will rebuild its ruins from living stones, and I will set it up. He is the cornerstone, so that the rest of mankind, those different from the body, may seek the Lord for direction. Even all the Gentiles who are called by my name, says the Lord, who does all these things. The flock, God's sheep, children of God, known to God from eternity, are all his works. God had a plan all along. His plan is to totally restore us, make us immortal again. The adversary, along with the evil spirits that do his bidding, have tried their best to deter it in every way. But the knowledge of God is being spread across the earth to enlighten God's people in fulfillment of Isaiah chapter 11, verses 7 through 9. The cow and the bear shall graze, their young ones shall lie down together, and the lion shall eat straw like the ox. The nursing child shall play by the cobra's hole, and the winged child shall put his hand in the viper's den. Restoration of all creation. They shall not hurt nor destroy in all my holy mountain. Zion, spiritual home of the greater David. For the earth shall be full of the knowledge of the Lord, as the waters cover the sea. The mountain Isaiah speaks of is the spiritual Mount Zion, where the house, the tabernacle of David, the head of the body of Christ dwells. While the body members make their home in New Jerusalem, the mountain is the complete opposite of the exceedingly high mountain Satan took Jesus to, showing him all the kingdoms of the world. The city is the direct opposite of Babylon. Satan's mountain and city is governed by the evil powers and principalities found in Ephesians chapter 6, verse 12. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. This evil mountain is built from black living stones, ones who turned their backs on truth, did not develop a taste for the knowledge of God, ones chosen and etched into Satan's house, his body by evil spirits. Many of these black stones were called of God, but not chosen, for they were found unfaithful. The mountain, unfortunately, is exceedingly high. Remember the scripture we opened this blast with? Its name is Mount Seir. Its stones are Esau's, who gave up their new birthright, bestowed on them at baptism for the world's food. Satan's knowledge. The city, Babylon, is made up of complacent stones, one satisfied with moldy bread and yesterday's message. Pew sitters in a lukewarm or dead state. 
that help to pay their way to paradise through tithes and gifts, ones that grace her huge edifices as her little give-me-that-old-time-religion groups. She harbors hypocrites, extortioners, the sexually immoral, along with the world's secret religions that back her secret societies. In fact, in her are all the world's abominations, and attached to her are all the world's systems belonging to Satan. God's mountain, on the other hand, houses the tabernacle of David. It, too, is formed of living stones, but these stones are perfectly etched by God, not man or evil spirits. These are directed by their spirits rather than their flesh and led by the Holy Spirit, not Satan. Mount Sion is the capital or home of his government. The same is true of his beloved city, New Jerusalem. 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 5 You also, as living stones, are being built up a spiritual house, a holy priesthood to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. The two mountains and cities are direct opposites and only one of each will be left standing in the end. Revelation chapter 21 verses 1 through 3 Now I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth, better translated world, had passed away. Also there were no more sea. Then I, John, saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride, adorned for her husband, designed in heaven, perfected from heaven, created on and for earth. And I heard a loud voice from heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men, and he will dwell with them, and they shall be his people. God himself will be with them and be their God. So God protects this city. Isaiah chapter 11 verse 9 prophesied God's victory. They shall not hurt nor destroy in all my holy mountain, for the earth shall be full of the knowledge of the Lord, as the waters cover the sea. God's word protects this mountain. So the black mountain and its city loses. Revelation chapter 18 verse 21 shows us the demise of Satan's city. Then a mighty angel took up a stone like a great millstone and threw it into the sea, saying, Thus with violence the great city Babylon shall be thrown down and shall not be found any more. Ezekiel chapter 35, verses 2 through 4. Son of man, set your face against Mount Seir and prophesy against it and say to it, Thus says the Lord God, Behold, O Mount Seir, I am against you and I will stretch out my hand against you and make you most desolate. I shall lay your cities waste 
and you shall be desolate. Then you shall know that I am the Lord. In closing, Scripture tells us we're in a new cycle. The eighth day since man was first created has dawned. A thousand years is as a day to the Lord. As born-again firstfruits of this age, we must be circumcised from the world, set aside for the kingdom, equipped, perfected, and prepared to be all we're called to be as a new species. Christ can freely function now to enlighten his people, establish his covenants, make known his promises, and bring about restoration to earth and all on it. He will rid the earth of the unseen race of evil spirits, and his new species of mankind will build a new society, a better world, with perfect tomorrows and fulfillment of God's plan to restore earth.